Wow, you guys, I'm so excited for today because our guest today, Mandy, is a really good friend of mine, and she is a female Army veteran who served in the National Guard from 2011 to 2017. She was deployed to Afghanistan back in 2012 and suffers from ongoing PTSD and general anxiety as a result of that deployment. Outside of the military, Mandy is also a survivor of suicide attempt when she was a teenager. Now she is actively involved in the Shenango community and loves advocating for mental health issues. She's faced a lot in her life, but she's also overcome a lot. She's really taken a hold of her health and has lost nearly 40 pounds over the past year, all while working a full-time job and raising her three-year-old daughter, Noelle, who is so cute. On today's episode, she'll give us insight and more of her story with some tips that's helped for her to be so successful and help us as we navigate 2022 to set those goals for success. She's also a member of our board for the Warrior and Her, and we're so honored to have her on our team. She is just a force to be reckoned with. She's little but mighty, and she just has a heart of gold. So I'm excited for you guys to listen more about Mandy's story and learn more about her because she's amazing. Welcome to the Damn She Is Strong podcast. I'm your host, Reagan O'Brien. I'm a mental health and chronic illness warrior here to help you find healing and strength along your journey when living with a chronic illness or mental health condition. On this podcast, we will affirm our own power over our lives and overcome the obstacles we live with on a day-to-day basis. Get ready to listen in on incredible tips, tricks, and guests who will encourage you to say, damn, she is strong, and so am I every single day. lot in terms of mental health support and awareness and how we met is really awesome. I'm so excited. But when you first started advocating, what drew, well, this isn't really the topic of the thing, but it will lead into our topic for the conversation, if that makes sense. Yeah. What drew you into wanting to show people how you've overcome things with your mental health and as a female veteran and just all the things you've done and you have like a really cool story with being on women's health and everything like that. Like you're the, you're the real deal. So how did you find that? Cause I know you told me that at certain points it was just really dark for you. And what kind of turned you around to say, I want to make this a good thing that will help other people. Yeah, absolutely. So I am definitely, I found a lot of healing through talking. Um, so I, I like to think I, I just like to talk. I don't know. I like to talk and like this, the more that you talk about the issues that you're facing, the more that you talk about the things that you're struggling about, it, it's almost like it gives it less power over you. Um, so a lot of this actually stemmed from a place of of shame 
um, I, I felt, you know, very negatively about myself and it was a way to kind of try to paint myself in a better light. It was a way to try to recreate myself as a person that I want to be versus this, you know, just focusing on so much pain and just, just honing in on that feeling, you know, bad about myself. It was a realizing that other people feel the same way that I do. It wasn't just, I was alone in my feelings. It was that if I struggle with something, there was a good chance that somebody else was also struggling with something similar. Um, so I, I did find a lot of healing and a lot of power um, that I kind of claimed back to myself. It wasn't just living in that trauma. It was kind of, you know, battling it, overcoming it, and, you know, showing other people that you don't have to be consumed by what you've been through. It's not that you have to succumb to feeling horribly about yourself for the rest of your life. It's that you can really, you know, recreate yourself and, and be a better person or be, you know, better faced, I guess, in what you've dealt with and what you may, you know, continue to struggle with. It, it's that you can, you know, find yourself despite what you've gone through. Wow. You inspire me so much. Every time I talk to you, I feel like I leave, uh, this is going to be sound weird. It might sound weird, but I feel like I leave knowing myself a little better because just some of the things you've been through, we've been, we've both been through things that were hard. They were a little different, but at the same time, I feel like our minds are very similar in the way we took them in the sense that when you were telling me and to give people context about your PTSD, when you were overseas and there was that explosion and you said, so like you were at a distance from the explosion, but, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it caused PTSD for you because you saw it. And uh, it was a more of a, well, you heard it, like, you whenever, heard it, right? Because it yeah, was yeah. proximity <laughs> no. to you, but yeah. Uh, so I was at a very, very small base. Like we're talking, like I could walk from one end of the base to the other side in probably less than 10 minutes like it was a mile long if that and it was just you knew everyone um and for me it, there wasn't ever any females um especially near the end of whenever i was there uh they were actually pulling people and we were helping to tear down our base uh, so it became even more of like a struggle on a daily basis because whenever there aren't very many females, you are very well known. Um, and for this particular experience, it was while I was sleeping. Uh, I was on a night shift. Uh, so I typically sleep during the day there. Uh, it was really odd. It was like your body adjusts to crazy things that you can put it through. And that was that was so strange to, to you know, wake up at 10 o'clock in the evening and then work until 10 o'clock in the morning and go to bed. Um, so it was during the day while everybody else is pretty much at work and there was an explosion. Uh, we had an IED on a fuel truck, uh, getting ready to come into our base and I help refuel helicopters. Um, so it was just waking up in that moment where it's like, there are times whenever they would have like self and, you know, self-imploded explosions, like it was self-controlled. It wasn't 
that an enemy was coming in or doing anything, you know, bad at that point. It was that our guys were out there, you know, exploding things. Um, but like they gave warnings, there were sirens that went off and it was, it was, you could tell the difference, even in that moment, you know, I woke up to that panic of, you know, knowing something is wrong. Um, and, and it really, it just resonated me, with me because it was near the end of my deployment. Uh, at that point, I had gone pretty complacent and I felt pretty safe. And that kind of shook my whole world. Like it, it was in that moment that I was like, I don't know what to do. It was this pure panic. And it was like looking around and there was only like two other girls in my tent and being like, what do we do? Like, what? what do we need to do? And just like kind of freaking out in that moment and then just feeling fear every single day after that. And it was, you know, it took me a long while to even come to grips with that because I just kind of convinced myself, Hey, I'm not allowed to feel this way because I wasn't out there fighting. I wasn't out there shooting my gun or anything like that. It was that I felt like I didn't even have a right to feel the way I did. Uh, so I, I really, like kind of buried that for, for a long while. Um, and it, 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 it came back and it was, it wreaked havoc in my life. It, it destroyed my marriage. Um, it destroyed a lot of family relationships that I had to like really work hard to recover. It was just, it, it, it was a, it was like a bomb went off in my life and like, and like still today, like it's just anxiety it just works in a different way in my life than it used to. And it's just it, it, that like, I could just like hone in on that and I could just simmer in those feelings and like feel that fear every day. And uh, like, I, I know I have to, you know, do certain things. I have to heal myself in a certain way because if not, then I do feel that I feel that fear of I'm going to die every single day. And, and it's irrational to think like that. Um, and it, I'm just, I'm just really happy that like finally coming to terms with that and like kind of giving it its name and, you know, figuring out what works for me to heal but, like that. I don't want ever, anybody to ever feel right. like that. Yeah. And I know too many people do. I'm so grateful for you sharing that story because I went through something totally different, but I have the same emotions and this is really healing for me just talking to you now, because when I went through all my surgeries and everything, and because at that point, you know, I was in a really bad situation with my health and I had to go through all those surgeries. And then I came, I've been talking to people a little bit about it lately. Cause it's something I feel the same way in a weird way when I got done with all those surgeries and like, I made it through and I survived and I got past it. Now I just have that same exact feeling. Like I'm like, and I feel bad about it because I feel that I should just be happy that I'm healthy again. But at the same time, I still have that constant fear that something else is going to happen to me, even though I'm healthy right now. And I feel stabilized. It's like similar yeah. in a way, if that makes sense, because yeah. I feel those same emotions of anxiety and stress over it when I know it's okay right now, but I still feel like you said unsafe and yeah, it's hard because I've kind of 
beat myself up over it, thinking there's something wrong with me for feeling that way. And now I feel so much better talking to you because even though the situations are different, we still went through the same cycle of emotions. And I don't know about you, but I still feel it sometimes. Yeah. It's getting better no, that, me not- as I work on myself, but I still feel that way. Like I constantly feel something bad. No, absolutely. In trauma, like like everyone always thinks like PTSD. PTSD, they think of like the Vietnam veteran that's gone through some crap. And like, it's just, it's not, each trauma will look completely different. Like you don't have to even be a military veteran to deal with PTSD. It's all about what trauma you faced and a, a large commonality is that you relive it all the time. Like you, it's like, I think of my deployment all the time, like way too much. And specifically that day, more than I like, more than I would like to admit. And it's just like, I will wake up certain things, just bring me back in that moment all the time. And like, there's certain things that I know I have to avoid because if I feel that way, it it just destroys me and whatever I'm doing. Uh, So there's things that I, I know I have to avoid um, but then there's things that I know with ways that I know to heal. Like I, I know, hey, calm yourself down in this moment, breathe, pray, you know, cope in that way um, that I, I, I'm no longer afraid to put myself in those situations. Like flying, I'm not nearly as much of a basket case uh, putting myself on a plane than I, than I was back then. Exactly. And I can see that. So for me, I just had this feeling of helplessness, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I still feel it from time to time, just out of nowhere. And I know that's got to be where it's coming from is just unresolved from going through that for like three years straight, just feeling a lack of control over your own life and your mind. And the biggest thing for me was physically, I wasn't going through it anymore. But then after it was over, I felt it was hitting me mentally after the fact, because while I was going through it, I was just kind of in like survivor mode, like just how Mm -hmm. you might've felt during that explosion. Like, oh my gosh, like panicking. That's how I felt, you know, with the medical stuff for so long. And then it's like, okay, everything's safe. Everything's clear kind of, but your mind still hasn't processed what happened to you, you know? Or is that yeah. even a thing? Because that's how I no, feel. No, no, absolutely. Like, in terms of the medical stuff, it, it was, I was so focused on just getting my body back to normal and all of that physically that my mind, when I had to sit with it, I had to like almost recreate purpose in my life because my purpose became survival for a really long time. And so yeah. now it's been really challenging just... I don't even know. And I just felt, even though our stories are different, I could see some similarities and that's why I wanted to talk about it, especially because lately it's like when I'm creating that, I know we're going to talk about creating a vision, but it's so important to reflect on where you're at right now when you're creating a vision for your life. And one of those things for me has been my physical health and going into the next thing to talk about is just your dedication to fitness and your health and just what you've done with your body and that transformation and everything. It inspires me too. 
And you told me how you went and did that right after you had Noel. And like, I just had Lennox. Well, didn't just have six months now. I can't use it as an excuse anymore, but I really want to find that healing like journey for myself physically too, after postpartum and medically and everything. And I wanted to talk a little bit about how you created that for yourself, because I just see how you've really put so much into your fitness and you're in such great shape. When you see a picture of her, you're like, oh my gosh, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit because how did you get yourself in that mindset to be so physically healthy? And I feel you are good at creating a vision for yourself and setting those goals, which is, yeah, no, uh, I, I was not born fit. Uh, it's something that I struggled with all of my life. I was never the skinny girl. I was never like, I was jokes growing up that like me and my sister, like we would wear the same size, but like anytime I wore any of her clothes, she would have it fit. And she's like, you're stretching out my clothes. And like, people always like could see the resemblance from my sister and my mom because they're both like itty bitty uh, versus me. I was like, I look more like my dad like, <laughs> and not in a good way. Um, and like, I struggled with that. Like I, I went to culinary art school. So I quickly found out that I like to cook, but I more so like to just eat. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so so, so I, I, go, I gained quite a bit of weight. Like at, at my most, I think I was probably like 205 pounds. Um, but on my height, no like I, it was all face. Like no. it, it's just, I can't um, even <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> um, but like I, I've, I've really had to work on it. And like whenever I, I got deployed, I got in my best shape ever. I was super fit. I, was at my goal weight. Um, but then whenever I came home, I, I did not do well with anything. Like I, I went off the, the deep end and I, I gained back that weight and like, it, it wasn't to that level, but it, I wasn't where I wanted to be. Um, so like things just around me were just imploding. Um, and I met my, my now husband. Um, he was like into CrossFit at the time. So I was like, I gotta keep up with this guy. Um, yeah. So I lost weight again, like seesaw back and forth. Um, and then we got married and like had the craziest year of our lives, um, moved, graduated, like all of that. Um, but we, we were like, oh, what, let's start a family. And we had Noel and I was so sick. Like the whole time I, I really didn't gain a lot of weight, um, until like the very end of it and it was like as soon as I had her and regained the ability to eat food like I I did I made up for lost time like people were like oh look look at you like look at your baby weight and I'm like this is like post baby weight yeah um so it it took me a while because I it was back in like 2019 I got up to like like 175 180 pounds um but it it really took seeing photos of myself or the lack of photos. Um, I had a lot of pictures of Noel, of my family, but I would purposely cut myself out. I would position myself so I'm not in the frame uh, because I was just like kind of really ashamed 
of what I look like. Um, and it, it came into where I had a breakdown and I'm like, if something happens to me, like there's no physical evidence that I was in her life. Um, and that, that was like a really big driving force. Uh, whenever I started it, it was a, a pretty vain, <laughs> I guess, why of what I was doing. Um, but it was enough to kind of get me going. Um, and it was, you know, in that place of, you know, knowing I needed to make a change that I, I realized that I couldn't just do it on my own. Uh, I really needed to shape that vision and find the resources to make that vision happen. I, I'm not a fitness expert. I'm not a nutritionist. Like I had no idea where to even start. Um, so I think a lot of people, whenever they first start out, need to realize that Google necessarily isn't the best place to start a diet. Um, and so for me, it was, you know, really researching, researching um, you know, people that I inspired to be like and seeing what worked for them. Um, and not just like the athletes out there. Like I wanted like a realistic role model, somebody that had a normal day-to-day -day job, uh, somebody that didn't just spend hours in the gym. Uh, and it, it actually came in the form of like a Facebook ad uh, where I, I saw like a $50,000 eight week challenge. And I was like, I could use eight, you know, $50,000. Uh, and it, it was that that kind of brought me to, um, like, I, I use a mobile app where it, it helps me to track my, my fitness and then all of my, the food that I eat. And I was like, I need accountability in the worst way. Like, I, I can't do this on my own. <laughs> I don't trust myself. Um, so it was like, I just knew I needed somebody else to be looking out for me. Uh, and that that's why I pursued uh, the first form, My Transformation app. Um, and that really helped put me on a path to, to where I am today. Um, because it was kind of finding people that were dealing with similar situations and finding that community and getting inspired by other people that really helped me to create the vision that I have now, which is way different. Like people think your vision is, should look the same year to year, day after day. And I will tell you, it changes and it changes pretty frequently. It's not something like your goals aren't meant to be static. They're meant to just change as you change. So. Yeah, this is exciting because <laughs> that's the thing about you is, I admire you so much because that's kind of where I'm at right now with the baby. If I have to take a picture with her, I'm like, you're up front. I'm not showing my body because I was actually going through, you know, postnatal, prenatal depression because I was alone. And then postpartum, I added too. So I was just emotionally eating and I still yeah. am, honestly. And I'm just... I know for a fact, I'm starting to surround myself with better people, which I think is a big part of making your dreams and your vision come true. You have to be around people that I don't like the phrase better than you, but people that have been in your shoes and are successful with things now. And yeah. I noticed that you 
are in a lot of ways, like that person that's kind of like a step ahead of me, like you're really successful in so many avenues that I want to surround myself with people like you, who I know that if I'm around you, I'll be like positively influenced so that when I'm envisioning things, I'm around the right people that continue to motivate me just by knowing them even to want to continue because there's just points I feel that we envision something and it will get hard. Like even like this past weekend, I had, you know, a little mishap where things kind of got hard for me. I got really stressed out. And then I realized it's okay because the right, this is my opinion, but the right people I think will be around when I need them and just kind of surrendering to that a little bit and envisioning Mm -hmm like envisioning that life that I always wanted, if that makes sense. But I just noticed that you do that so well with your mental health, your physical health. I tell everyone I'm a fangirl (laughs) because it's like (laughs) to to be able to take it and be better. That's all I really want for myself. And I hope one day when I'm like super fit like you and I'm putting it out there right now, I will get there. I will get there. But I just know that if I, if you can do it, even though we have different challenges and things you're inspiring to me and I know I can do it if I set my mind to it. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully if I do it and stick to it, then somebody else will know that they can do it, you know? Yeah. And I just think that's a big part of it. (laughs) Yeah. No. And I think a large part of it is like visualizing it, like going beyond just visualizing it, like if you want it to happen, then like, I hate to say it, but like, you have to put it on paper, like make a commitment to it, like print out those pictures, print out, you know, a a waiver to a race, like put yourself out there and like, really like start to see it. Like, don't set this unrealistic standard for yourself where you're post, you know, printing out a whole bunch of pictures of just girls with teeny tiny waist and you know you know unrealistic expectations but like find the people that you inspire to be like print them out print out and document it that way seeing it is really it, it makes it real and like I always say about like creating a vision board like every year you should go into it and like wipe the slate clean reassess where you're at and like find your new goals find what you're gonna do and don't just hone in on one particular thing don't just focus on you know I want to get fit I want to just lose weight don't make that entire board about wanting to lose weight because you're just focusing on such a small area of your life and you should really like be open to not just improving your body but other things that can improve, you know, different aspects about your body. Like it's trying to improve your career. It's trying to improve your faith, your friendships, your, your relationships It's it's all of those things. Because a lot of times we focus so solely on, especially now and going into this new year, you'll find a hundred people over in the gym signing up on January 1st. And they're so short-sighted on just that, that whenever, if they do end up failing, they lose hope for anything else. And it's, it's so sad to see that because like, we always get into this mindset of 
on January 1st, I'm going to start my diet. I'm going to start my change. I'm going to start. And then whenever January 2nd comes around and something happens that we can't get there, we, we just fall down and we don't, we don't pick ourselves back up. And then we start to think, well, I'll start next Monday. And it just becomes this routine thing. And then it becomes, now it's December 31st and no, nothing's changed. Um, and, and I really, like, if I mess up, I own it in that moment. And I don't just wait until the next day. I say, you know what? I made a mistake, but I don't have to wait until tomorrow. I don't have to wait till Monday to make up for it. I can make up right now. Like, I, I made a mistake. Well, the rest of this day, I'm going to be good. Like, and I do that to myself all the time because you don't want to just keep falling and falling and falling. And then that self-talk on yourself, like we have such a tendency to be so negative to ourselves um, that we we don't build ourselves up enough. Um, So if you do have those moments, it's so much easier to overcome it. If you have grace in that moment, forgive yourself, move on and just get back up right then. Like, don't wait. (laughs) Yeah. What are some things you've done for yourself mentally to get you to the position you're at now? Has it been just changing your thoughts? Has it been acknowledging maybe the, some thoughts if you have are negative and trying to combat that with positive thoughts? What's the mindset you've had that's gotten you to this point where I would say you're stably incredibly fit. <laughs> so like yeah. where I don't think, I don't know, you, I could be wrong, but it just seems that it's your lifestyle now and it's normal yeah. for you where you wouldn't revert back to the way things were before because I've made progress yeah. in the past where I got really thin and then I just gained weight right back because I stopped doing things the way I was doing them. So I feel there must be something about the mindset to say, this is a permanent change. This isn't just a temporary change to lose weight and then gain weight back and then have to lose it again. Cause that's how I feel like it's been for me. I go skinny, then I gain weight, then I get skinny again. Then I just want it to be like, I get thin and healthy and I just maintain yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I keep doing the up and no. down with it. I'm like, what is wrong yes. with my mind? Just stay stable, you know? No, <laughs> no. And I think a lot of people do with that. And I think it came down to uh, finding something that doesn't feel like a diet, finding something, a lifestyle that doesn't feel like it's a, like the sole purpose is to lose weight. Um, you find something that kind of already fits in your life um, and tweak it in a way that it just becomes a lifestyle. It, like they always say it takes so long to develop a new habit. And like, once you get past that hump, it, it doesn't feel hard. It doesn't feel like I, it doesn't feel like too much work. I, I guess I got to this point where I realized my sole purpose isn't to lose weight because eventually all of us, if we are on the mindset of losing weight, losing weight, we should get to a point where we're no longer wanting to lose weight. I mean, that would be the ultimate goal is no longer want to lose weight. And at that point, like a lot of people lose a lot of drive once they've attained their goal weight. And I don't want that. I want, (laughs) (laughs) I want the healthy lifestyle. Like I wasn't so much that I wanted to just keep going, lose weight, lose weight. 
I want to get to this point where I'm living a healthy life. Yeah, I'm living healthily. Like it was that I want to be on this earth for as long as I can possibly be. It, it wasn't that I need to be a six pack hottie like the rest of my life. That's that's not realistic, but one can hope. Yes. And that's interesting. Cause I even thought this myself that when it comes to getting, you know, weight loss, whatever health and fitness, sometimes there's unhealthy ways to think about it and there's healthy ways to think about it. And I think maybe in the past, I just had an unhealthy relationship with health and fitness. Like, like a belief in my house was, Oh, you just got to be skinny. Like yeah. not, you just got to be healthy because I think if you would think the thought I got to be healthy as a result, you will become yeah. skinny because you're just living a healthy, yeah. <laughs> active life. So it's more just a reframing of your belief system. Cause I feel that I just had that belief system that skinny was important instead of healthy was important. And yeah. that can be hard because like you said, if there's a day where you just feel not skinny, you can just give up and be like, ah, oh, screw it. I'm okay. never going to be skinny. Cause I've had that yeah. thought so many times, but it shouldn't be about being skinny, but that's kind of how I felt. Like I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm never going to be skinny. I just give up. But then I was yeah. realizing that's not healthy. What if I'm like, this is just me now at this point, I'm like trying to defeat that thought so that I can actually just be healthy. And even if me at my healthiest is only like, of course, I'd love to be one 35 or something. Cause that would make me super skinny for my height. But what if I just said to myself, Hey, how about I'm just like a healthy 155, you know, not skinny for my height, not, you know, like that. I feel like sometimes we're just so worried about being perfect. And then when we're not perfect, yeah. we just give up. Or at least that was yeah. my experience with my health and my fitness. And then there's just been times where I'm like, I just got to get skinny to get skinny. And then I just reverted back to all my old bad habits, which is me right yeah. now. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm so ready. I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm like one of those people we were just talking about 2022 is my year, <laughs> but this time yeah. I'll actually make, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, if I, that's the thing is too, you said, about, oh, that day I didn't make it. I'll make up for it next week. I've had those thoughts for so long that I just want to throw them out the window and just be like you and just know that, no, don't wait till tomorrow or the next day. What can you do today before the day's over? Like, that's so good. I've yeah. never even thought of that. Oh yeah. yeah. No, because there's so many days where I would eat like crap in the morning and then I would just like kind of forgive myself and be like, you know what? obviously this day has gone bad, like go ahead, go crazy. And like, just do whatever you want for the rest of the day. And then it becomes like, well, this whole weekend's blown. Might as well just yeah. eat whatever you want for the entire weekend. And no, you don't have to wake up and go to the gym. And it's just yeah. this ru like routine. <laughs> yeah. It's like, once you're like, eh, it's okay. Then you're like, eh, this whole week's okay. Ah, oh, this whole month's okay. Ah, oh, this whole year is okay. Yes. Yeah. And then it, it will be much easier to gain weight than lose. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy to gain weight, especially in our culture. That's like saturated with drive-throughs and junk food. And yeah. it's so much easier to access to 
junk food than it is to access healthy food. Cause you could go through any drive-through and get fries like that, but the effort it takes to, well, now it's being more accessible. If you did like, you know, got your groceries delivered or something like that, but the effort it takes to actually, if you were somebody who couldn't do that and you had to go in and get groceries, it's so much easier sometimes to just be like, "Eh, I'm just going to go through McDonald's. But yeah. it shouldn't be that way. It should be easy. I know. I should be able to go food. through McDonald's and get some carrot sticks. I blame society. And- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's true, though. Think about how easy it is to get fast food and how hard it yeah. is to actually eat healthy and cook it. So people will make that an excuse to not do it. But I'm done yeah. with that mindset. Like, I don't want to use that as an excuse anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because that was been yeah, my excuse does. for a long time. And a lot of Americans, when we look at our statistics, you know, people just will use it as an excuse. And I'm just over that. I just want a, you know, a different vision and a different future. So what's any parting advice you would give for somebody if they are really wanting to stick with it, with their Uh, mental goals, their physical goals, anything? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, don't rely on your motivation. Motivation is very short-lived. Um, so while that high of January 1st may kick in, like, don't just rely on that to get you through the rest of the year. Like, find something, find a meaning, a reason why you're doing what you're wanting to do, and like, give it deeper meaning. Like, give it a lot of thought, and then base your goals off of that, and create realistic goals. Don't say, hey, I'm going to do an Ironman or, hey, I'm going to do a a marathon if you never ran a 5K. Uh, But the same token, if you're running 5Ks, don't just say, hey, I'm going to run some more 5Ks. Challenge yourself. If you're comfortable doing that, well, then say, maybe I'm going to do a half marathon. Maybe I'm going to do a full marathon. Like really, you know, challenge yourself, dig deep, but then be a realistic and um, give them time frames of how long it should take to, to, to do this goal. Uh, don't just say, I have all year to do this. You know, start to give it specific guidelines. So then that way you're not just going into this blindsided, not knowing how long certain things should take. You know, be very, very realistic and be very specific in the goals that you're going to pursue. Um, and I, I would just say, reassess yourself um, pretty frequently. I'd say at least like monthly to see where you are on track with those goals, because maybe something doesn't stay important to you. Maybe you start off the year thinking, I want to do this. And then you have a career change. You have, you know, something in your life happens. Sometimes those goals may not you know, stick around. Um, But you should just, you know, be reassessing yourself and stay accountable. Um, But really be positive, be be very graceful to yourself, forgive yourself um, and move on from it and surround yourself. I like how you said about like, it doesn't take just one person. Like, like I love surrounding myself with people that challenge me, people that motivate me, Like in the gym, I surround myself with people that I'm constantly in like a little battle with. I'm trying to keep up with them. They they, they probably don't even know it, but like 
I see them and I'm like, oh, I got to keep up with them. Um, And that's what you really should strive. Surround yourself with good people that you want to keep up with. Yeah, I love that. I think you're just amazing. All of your advice is so good. Even the other day, giving people context, the other day you really gave me good advice when I was in like panic mode. So I feel like you're just a good advice giver, you know? You're so good at taking things and just being able to adapt. Like adaptability is definitely a strength of yours. I'm getting better at adaptability, but at the same time, I'm still a little, like I'm, I'm on a teeter-totter where I'm like, be more adaptable. You're so yeah. rigid, but it's like when you're growing up a certain way and you have that mindset, you know, certain beliefs you have to overcome and I guess it takes time, but at least I'm on the right track. I feel like, (laughs) so yeah. All right. That, that was a fun conversation. Do you think there's anything else you want to add to our episode? Uh, get involved. Don't just live in your own bubble. I know we are still in like COVID worlds, but like surround yourself with people. Like it's afraid it's okay to like start coming out in the real world. Like don't just be a hermit, like get involved in your community. Um, there's great sense of pride that comes from, you know, impacting other people, impacting beyond just your own family, like impacting the world is such a great motivator um, to m- make changes. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. Thanks so much here. Thank you so much for listening today to the Damn She Is Strong podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a rating. We'd really appreciate it and subscribe to our show. If you want to learn more about the Warrior and Her nonprofit organization, just simply go to warriorandher.com. We'll be talking to you soon.